Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is actually a little bit of a vulnerable episode, if I am being honest. It's a solo show with just me, and we are going to talk about some hard things that I've been going through lately. I've just been in a bit of a funk, and it is hard to even admit that, and we will get into that in a second. But I wanted to talk today about some things that I am doing to try to help myself through this difficult time that I've been going through. And what actual practical things have been helping me to get up in the morning and keep going and put one foot in front of the other and really focus on coming through this time instead of just continuing to you know slog (laughs) through it kind of unendingly so we are going to discuss that today but before we get there I would really love if you just decided to share this episode with someone today Whenever you're listening to it, if you just want to push that little share button in whatever app you are listening to the podcast on and send it to a friend or post it on social media. If you know someone who has also been going through a hard time and you think this episode might be helpful to them, it's so helpful to our show when you help to be our marketing team, basically, and get the word out there because nothing works like word of mouth. And when you actually go out of your way to send the episode to a friend or a family member or someone in your life who may need it, it can be beneficial to them, but also really help support the show. Because a lot of times then those people become loyal listeners like you are. And I so, so appreciate when you do that, when you take the time to do that. I know that it takes effort and it's not something that you have to do, but when you do, it means so much to me and it truly is a huge support for this show. Also, I just wanted to make a little plug as you start seeing affiliate links coming across my social media in the coming couple of months and in our show notes. It's a pretty critical time in the world of the podcast to have people actually using our affiliate links and shopping from our sponsors. You're probably going to be doing a lot of shopping anyway. And so if you would just take that extra second to go through one of our links here, whether it's to Amazon or Monate or anybody else that we support or we have an affiliation with or a sponsorship with, it is a serious help for supporting the show and helping to literally keep the lights on in my house. And I so appreciate that. So I'm going to try to make those links as easy as possible for you to find. A lot of times, whatever the link is, you can very easily just go to mckenziecoppa.com slash whatever the site is, like Amazon, mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, and it will take you right there. And then you can not only shop from my idea list, but you can get whatever it is that you are going to Amazon for, and it won't cost you any more money, but it will help us here to get a little bit of a commission. Also, a lot of the links that I have that I can provide you guys with give you a little bit of a discount on a lot of things as well. Not with Amazon, but a lot of other companies. So before you go shopping around, make sure you have checked out all of our links here. I'm going to make them easier for you to find very soon. You're going to be able to find more in my Instagram bio, but that's another good place that you can go to find all of those links and make them really easy to access so that you can help support the show. And thank you so much for doing so. But all right, now let's dive into the goods of this episode. I really hope that 
not only is this going to be a little bit of a story hour, but it's also going to be a really practical, helpful episode that can help those of you out there who have sort of felt in the same place I am in. I think it's humbling, first of all, to have to come to you and be like, yeah, so going through another difficult time, because as we all know, I've had a lot of difficult times for a really long time. In fact, it was just over six years ago that I left my marriage. And so really, the difficulties had started long before then. You guys just didn't really know about it. But the last six years have had a lot of ups and downs. And I would say this last year particularly has been really difficult. And this past summer was a real doozy. And I feel like for most of the summer, I was doing a pretty bang up job. (laughs) Like I was just putting one foot in front of the other and dealing with things and really getting through it and not feeling like it was tanking me, like feeling like, okay, I'm getting through this. I'm getting through it better than I've gotten through other things. And then about a month ago, I hit the wall and it was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Maybe I'm not okay. Maybe all of this stuff has just caught up with me and now it's coming crashing down. And It was probably a week solid of just feeling incredibly emotional, incredibly drained, sort of looking around not knowing what I needed to do in a lot of different areas of our life, where I need to be focusing in my business and how I need to be, you know, like getting our house together and moving through the day. Just everything felt hard. In fact, I think one of the only places that has felt almost like a respite, surprisingly, has been in my parenting. Like even though I hit the wall, I feel like I've still been able to be pretty present with my kids and invested in them and having time with them and laughing with them and finding fun things for us to watch or do. We've made some bracelets recently and I've watched a lot of shows with Roman and the girls and I have talked about a lot of beauty things and done our skincare together and you know like all of that kind of thing. I feel like I've actually surprisingly still been able to stay really present for but everything else just feels like it's been so overwhelming and so hard. And so it was at that point where I really hit that wall that I thought, okay, this isn't good. I'm not feeling right. My brain even felt like I can't remember things and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing from one minute to the next and words fail me. And like, how how do I do this? How do I see a light at the end of this tunnel? Because right now I'm just seeing a lot of darkness everywhere I look. And so I, I took a pause and I said, you know, I've got to make some steps. I've got to make some changes because things are going to continue to slide downhill very quickly if I don't make some really serious changes like right now. So I'm going to go through some of those steps that I have been taking to really kind of get myself back together and feel like I can be on top of my life and that there can be hope for the future and I just don't have to feel like literally so mentally and physically down and exhausted as I have been feeling. So one of the very first things that I decided to do, and there was a lot of overlap with what exactly the first thing was, but one of the things I decided to do was 
I need to go back to counseling. So I have had a relationship with the same counselor for the past six years. She's amazing. She knows my whole backstory, which is really nice because I don't feel like I have to start all over with somebody and explain everything and get them to understand where I'm coming from and what I've been through. We have really been through a lot together. And so I went to her really consistently for, I would say, the first two and a half years probably after I left my marriage and she really helped me to work through a lot of my PTSD and we did EMDR therapy, which is exhausting, by the way. It's amazing, but it is exhausting. And so we we walked through a lot of that and we got me to a place where she was like, you know, I feel like you're doing pretty well. I don't know that you really need counseling right now. Of course, you can come back in whenever you need to, but I think we've reached a lot of your therapy goals. And so, you know, let's just kind of take this as it comes. And so over the years since then, I've had, you know, little dips and things that have happened where I will go back for a stint of time, maybe a few months or whatever, but then kind of get to a better place again. And so we're good. And she's like, yeah, I think you're good. And, you know, so call me when you have issues again. (laughs) And even just that idea, because, you know, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I like success. I like efficiency. I like to feel like I'm not going to end up back in these places again. And it is, that's where that humbling part comes in where you're like, how am I supposed to show up on social media, on my podcast, on YouTube, which I've been wanting to do forever and just not getting on top of? Like, how do I show up in those places when I feel like I don't have anything to offer? My life is crazy. Like, how how do I give people anything? Isn't everyone just looking at me like, why would we listen to you? Your life is a mess. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm out. And I get it. But then I have to, when I get to that place in my mind, and I did this recently, sit back and think about, well, who do I follow? Who are the people that I follow on social media and listen to their podcasts and whatnot? Like, what do I actually like to hear from them? And you know what? I actually kind of like the times when they don't have it all together, (laughs) when I see that they have ups and downs too, because that's the reality. That's the real cycle of all of our lives is there will always be things. And just because I'm in this place doesn't mean I'm necessarily back in a place. This is a whole new difficult place (laughs) than I've ever been in before. And I don't want to discount any of the growth that I've had over the past six years, over the past three years, over the past any amount of time, because the place I'm in now is different. I may be having some struggles that feel reminiscent of other times in my life, like finances or, you know, anything like that, but it's still not exactly the same thing. And so I'm really trying to train myself into thinking this is not a going backwards. This is not an ending up back somewhere. This is a a new hard place. And while it's still a hard place, there's there's something encouraging about not feeling like you've you've fallen backward. You know what I mean? Like you just want to be able to say like, okay, this is something different that I have to learn from and tackle and move forward from. But I haven't altogether failed because I think that is something I really struggle with. I look at these things and like I should be farther along by now or I should have more done or I should have had this figured out. And why can't I get on top of this thing? And I get so caught up in the feeling of failure of it all. 
So a lot of it is a, a mindset issue, which I know sometimes we kind of balk at, but I think it is important. I think it is important when we can look at it as something different, something new that we are going through and we have had growth. We just have to overcome this new challenge that we have. So that is one thing that has helped me. But going back to my counselor and saying, okay, this is a time when I'm having one of those new difficult times in my life and it would be a good time for me to go and check in with her again and get that third party perspective on my life from someone who isn't necessarily emotionally tied to it. Because it's very easy for my family or my friends to have certain feelings or thoughts about what is happening in my life because they're a lot closer to it. But when I have a third-party perspective from somebody who can actually be like, uh, yeah, it's legitimate that you would be having these sorts of struggles right now or these sorts of difficulties, even just that validation that, yeah, what you're going through is really hard from somebody who's looking at it from the outside is sort of helpful. It's like, oh, I'm not crazy. This is just as bad as I think it is. And having somebody else tell me like, yeah, this is really hard, but here, let's make a plan to move forward has been incredibly helpful for me to just grapple with these things. Because like I said, I was going through the summer feeling like, well, I'm not doing too bad. Things are going pretty well. And then it all came crashing down. And so to have her say like, yeah, no, it's reasonable that you would have come to this place after everything that you've been through, that justification, that like validation about that is something that is a lot more powerful than I think we often give credence to, but it's really helpful to have somebody validate those feelings and those experiences so that then you can move forward from them and not just kind of keep spinning your wheels in them thinking, well, this isn't really what I think it is. No, it is. (laughs) And having somebody else say that is really helpful. So going back to counseling, really processing some things with her, feeling heard, feeling like somebody cares and they are there to listen to what I'm going through and give me advice on that and help me work through those things has been a really great place of respite for me during this time. Now, my counselor does actually also happen to be going on maternity leave soon. (laughs) Which was like, of course, I knew that was going to happen. I knew when I called her she was going to be pregnant again. But I'm still going to be able to meet with one of her colleagues and continue working through these things until she is back from her maternity leave. And just knowing that somebody else will be there and it's going to be okay is a reassurance for me that I really need right now. And there's nothing weak about that. I think it's actually a lot stronger for us when we acknowledge that we need the help or we need somebody else to come alongside us in these times and help us to sort through things. That's a really hard thing to do and it isn't a weak thing. It's actually a very smart thing to not just keep cycling through things on our own and not making any progress but bringing in a third party, humbling ourselves enough to do that, I think is a really smart thing for us to do. So, I mean, I think it has less taboo in this day and age when a lot of people are seeking out mental health services, but I just I just want to say that too because I do think it is so important and helpful and we should all be in counseling. <laughs> so, that is that is my first practical thing that I think you can do for yourself 
And if counseling feels overwhelming or you feel like you don't have the money for it or something like that, there are a lot of great resources in our communities that are actually very affordable or free. I go to the YWCA for my counseling and it has been amazing. They have a real understanding of what trauma looks like and I have trauma in my past and having somebody who really gets that is so important. But there are a lot of other resources. I know there's even online help like BetterHelp. They've been a past sponsor of the podcast. They aren't right now but I think wherever you need to go to get that kind of support and help that you need, it's a really good idea. Okay, ladies, right now we're going to take a quick second to hear from one of our sponsors. And I actually think it really applies because during this kind of more difficult season that I've been going through, I've been trying to cook our meals from home as much as possible, really cut out the eating out and having really good, nutritious, like hearty meals that are going to really help us. Because I found so much that when we are eating well, we are staying on top of, you know, getting enough protein and all of our different nutrients that it really does help our mental state. I notice a difference in my kids and in myself, but I want to make sure that when I'm putting in all that effort to be making these really nutritious soups, like we love doing Zupa Toscana this time of year and white chicken chili and like all those kinds of things, I don't want to then be making them in pots and pans that are actually full of toxic chemicals. And that is why I love Caraway because they have completely clean, non-toxic kitchen products that are just so good. They are really a step above. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenware features a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. And they have got you covered. They have got everything from bakeware to cookware to food storage. They've got all kinds of things to make sure that anything you're doing in the kitchen is going to be as safe and clean as possible. Plus, their stuff is really stylish and modern, which I absolutely love. They have all kinds of different colorways that you can choose from. I have the cream pans. They look so nice in my kitchen. I don't even really mind if I leave them out on the stove because they look so beautiful. I just love that I'm getting the best of all the things. I've got this non-stick amazing cookware that isn't going to kill my family, and it looks beautiful in my kitchen, which really matters to me. And they even just came out with a new stainless steel cookware set. It is their most popular product redesigned in stainless steel to take your meals to the next level. Caraway has so much to offer. I really think you should check them out as you're doing all your cozy cooking this fall and heading into the holidays. It's the perfect time to get yourself some new cookware. So visit carawayhome.com LWA to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com LWA or use my code LWA at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Okay, now back to what I've been doing to help myself through this difficult time. The next thing you've heard me talk about a little bit because I've been partnering with a new sponsor of the podcast that has actually really legitimately been helping me with this quite a bit, but I decided to really get serious about making exercise a part of my daily routine. Now, I don't enjoy exercise. (laughs) I am not one of those people who likes it or dives into it or, you know, like it's just takes a lot of effort 
for me to do that. I much prefer the sedentary lifestyle. (laughs) And I would say, especially through last winter, last spring, I really, I got serious about that. And as well as, um, you know, my pastry era. And maybe those things weren't the best for me. I don't know. But I am finding that getting serious about moving my body, I really started paying attention to some people who had defeated depression and were really making changes in their lives and getting through their depression. And one of the biggest things they all kept pointing back to was exercise. And then I started looking up some studies recently that have shown that exercise can be two times more effective than even antidepressants can be, which I thought was really interesting. It actually has a much better success rate for the people who stick with it. Now, obviously, you really have to do it and you really have to stick with it. And that can be really hard. And I have also read a study in one of the books that I'm going to talk about a little bit later in the episode. It was referred to that people who do 45 minutes of exercise five days a week have two times the success rates of getting through their depressive episodes than people who do 30 minutes of working out four days a week. So I'm still working up to it. I am not quite there yet. I would love to say that I have gotten up to that point, but that is my goal. And I had to start somewhere. I kind of had to let myself off the hook of, yes, okay, I would love to be doing 45 minutes of working out five days a week and like getting that sucker done. But I also have a real life and a busy life being a single mom with all these kids and trying to make an income and make things work. And so sometimes that's not always possible. And I'm still in that place of just needing to make it like a daily routine and make it happen in my life. And so one of the things that has been really helpful for me is to be using the Copilot app, which I've talked about them being a sponsor on the podcast because I have that accountability and they've taken all the brain work out of it for me because so many times I'll be like, I need to work out. Should I go find a YouTube video for like a yoga routine? But which one should I do? And how long will it take? And, you know, I don't know. I I get I get caught up too much in the decision making and then I fail to move into the actual like practice of doing what the thing is. And so having Copilot, where I actually met with my coach, my coach's name is Heidi. She is awesome. By the way, Copilot isn't even sponsoring this episode of the podcast. I just happen to be talking about them because I have legitimately been using them for, I think, the last month and a half. And it's making a really big difference in my life. So Heidi sets up all of my workouts for me. I can talk to her about what I'm wanting to focus on and what I'm wanting to change. And then she checks in with me. When I get my workout done every day, she tells me good job. If I miss a workout, she's like, hey, are we going to try to get this workout in, you know, later today or tomorrow or whatever? Like she does a really good job of not pressuring me in a mean way, but also keeping me accountable. I know that I have her to answer to. And because of that, I have only missed one workout since I started doing this, which for me, that's a pretty big deal. And I started out with her, I was only doing 10 minute workouts. I was like, I am starting basically from nothing. Like, let's start there so I can just start working on making it a habit. And now we've bumped it up a little bit. So now I'm doing like 15 to 20 minutes of a workout. And that is feeling more manageable to me. And so I really like like the constant back and forth and feedback with her. It's just been a really good fit and really necessary for me. And I'm 
so glad that I'm doing it, that I'm not just starting it in January, that this is something I'm starting just because I feel like I really need it in my life. In fact, I even talked to her about the fact that I'm feeling like I need to up my exercise for my mental health specifically. And she is even encouraging me in that and giving me that accountability. And I think accountability sort of across the board, this is something I should have even mentioned when I was talking about my counselor, has been a really key thing about moving through this difficult time in my life is having people that I have to answer to because it's really easy, especially when you work for yourself and you work from home and you're constantly isolated and by yourself to just justify things or let things go and not be on top of them. But when I have Heidi to answer to about my workouts and I have my counselor to answer to about my daily life stuff and whether I'm getting my work done, because that is one thing that I said I wanted her to come alongside me in is that I wanted to be accountable to her about getting my work done. And so we've laid out certain goals of things that I want to be getting done on a daily basis and a weekly basis and making sure that I'm checking in with her about those things and knowing that I have to tell her whether I got them done or not is a really big motivator for me. It is very helpful for me to be able to have someone to answer to. And putting those accountability pieces in place has been really helpful when I don't have my own internal motivation to do something. But knowing that I have to answer to someone else, sort of like giving myself bosses (laughs) since I'm my own boss, but putting like other people in the place of sort of being my boss has been really helpful to actually being quite a bit more productive and staying on top of the goals that I have set out for myself, which on our own can just be so hard. But knowing I have these people to answer to is helping me to stay on track and get a lot more done and get closer to reaching those goals that I have. So I think that has been an essential part of this process is having those accountability people in place. But yeah, the exercise, it's a big thing. I am slowly working up to doing more and more. I was starting to take outside walks, but then, you know, it snowed yesterday. (laughs) I have a friend, you guys have heard Shell on the podcast before, who she will walk rain, sleet, snow, shine, whatever it is. I am not made of that stuff. (laughs) And so I don't know that I will be doing the walking, but maybe I'm going to be incorporating more yoga this winter, or I have a rebounder that I need to be using more. And so I'm trying to focus on the things that I have and work out on those kinds of equipment pieces that I have and just work up from there. But It is starting somewhere and staying consistent with it, I think, is becoming really helpful to me. And there really is something to that. Like when you're holding emotions in, when you move your body, it does help you to actually work through those things and get those things out and bring them to the surface so they don't all get stuck. I do think that it makes a difference in your mental state for a lot of different reasons, but even just that sheer fact of like moving your body moves your emotions and helps to get things out. Okay, so in conjunction, I would say with the working out, I've also been trying to be a lot more diligent about taking my supplements. I think I was getting frustrated because I didn't have all the supplements that I wanted to have. And I was getting frustrated about that and like, well, there are so many more things that I should be taking. But 
I've decided to just focus on the things that I do have in my cabinet still that I can utilize. Things, some of them that I have had for a couple of years now, but haven't taken. And so like things like rhodiola, which helps with mood support and I have tons of it and I just haven't taken it. And so just really deciding, like, just take what you have. That's better than nothing. And being very diligent about doing that on a daily basis, making sure that I'm working that in. I'm doing it about midday because then I know taking supplements isn't going to upset my stomach because I will have already had something in my stomach. And I think that's really helping me along with trying to get more protein. So I've been incorporating Paleo Valley's protein powder into like my coffee and different things throughout the day. I think that has been really helpful. I'm not even an affiliate with Paleo Valley, but we are really liking their products. They're super clean. They also have colostrum in the whey protein that we've been taking, which is great for your gut and also for mood support. So I do notice a difference on the days when I am incorporating those things into my daily practice. When I'm taking my supplements, when I'm putting my rasa in my coffee, I do the cacao rasa. I brew it right together with my coffee in my French press. And that has a ton of adaptogens in it, which are helpful for stress support. So I'm just trying to really stay on top of all those things that I already have that I can be taking to be making a difference in the way that I'm feeling. And they definitely have a cumulative effect. The more you take them, the more it becomes routine and the more effective they are able to be. So those are things that I'm really trying to focus on, doing my AG1, using patches a lot more from Patch Aid. I really like their vitamins that come in the patch form. I've talked about them a little bit before, but you can just slap those patches on in the morning. Then you don't have to worry about eating or anything. And I use one that is for like focus and brain support, which is really good. A lot of times I'll take my vitamin D that way or like an extra hit of vitamin C. Even just getting enough vitamin C can be really helpful for your brain. So making sure that I'm staying on top of those kinds of things and trying to make them as accessible and easy for me as possible, you know, making sure at the beginning of the week that I'm putting all of my supplements into the little supplement container so that it's really easy for me to take things and I don't have to get into every bottle every day and all those kinds of things where I can set myself up for success, I find are really helpful. And, you know, it didn't all happen overnight. I didn't start getting everything together in one day. I've slowly been incorporating more of these things and each week incorporating more of these things, like on the weekend, doing more prep for the week. It started out small. It started out just like getting my girl's room clean and then getting my room clean, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I I started doing these little pieces, getting more ready for our lunches throughout the week and, and little things that can help me throughout the week, which are things that we have talked about on the podcast, ways that we can be more on top of our life and, you know, be prepared for things. But I had kind of, you know, let a lot of them go when I was just feeling really down and things were hard. So I've slowly started incorporating more of those things over time, over the last probably four weeks or so of just trying to get more on top of them, get my house back together, which is something in and of itself. I had sort of been letting things go in certain areas and I decided to, like last week, 
I got my room cleaned up, finally. It tends to be the place where all the laundry gets dumped and things sort of accumulate. I hadn't put away my own laundry and I don't even want to say how long. It was all folded. It just hadn't been put away. And so I actually hung everything up and I made space in my room again so that it feels like a bedroom and not a storage closet, you know, like it actually started to feel like my space and a place where my brain could calm down. And then last weekend, I really focused on our downstairs. So our living room, dining room, kitchen area, which isn't big, but I'd been having trouble even just staying on top of the dishes. We would tend to like finally do the dishes and then just be getting dishes out of the dishwasher instead of actually putting them away and things would accumulate. And so I just really got after it. I was like, I know if this space looks clear, if I'm able to, you know, empty off countertops so there isn't just a bunch of junk everywhere and just put things back where they go, it's going to help me to feel better. And sure enough, it did. It just feels more peaceful. The space feels calmer when there isn't stuff everywhere. I like to have clear surfaces and just getting rid of that accumulation of all the stuff that happens. I'm sure you know what I mean. If you don't, then I probably need to learn from you. But just getting everything up to the kids' bedrooms that needed to be there and the things that just kind of get, you know, dropped around. I was like, I'm just going to really get after it. And all this week, it's meant a lot to me to be keeping my sink clear. So every time a few dishes go into it, they end up in the dishwasher because I'm like, I've kept it clear for this long. Like I've got to keep it going. And knowing that that space, those clear spaces actually are helping my mental health. I know it sounds silly, but it's really been making a big difference for me. So trying to slowly work in being on top of more things and clearing my spaces so that they feel peaceful and they feel calm are little steps that are helping me to not feel quite so overwhelmed, to feel not quite so hopeless and be like, okay, no, there are things that I can be in control of, which I think in and of itself is a thing, controlling what you can control. And I just heard a call last night that I listened into that was talking about a lot of different ideas with business, but this was something she specifically said, is even when the rest of our lives are burning down, that we control in our business what we can control. And I think a lot of times in my overwhelm, my frustration, my depression, my like just hard times, sometimes the business things have been let go, if I'm being honest, which is another humbling thing to be saying on here. But I know there are things that have just felt like too much. But when I can look at those things instead as things that I actually can have control over and I can make a difference in, even when the rest of my life feels out of control and really hard, that's what I want to cling to. That's a positive place for me to be putting my energy and making a difference in my life is in my business or in my house. And so trying to really change that mindset on things that instead of letting things go because I'm feeling so overwhelmed, that actually staying on top of those things because they're the ones that I can control make the rest of life that's hard feel a little less overwhelming because it's a domino effect. And, and we all have those moments where we just can't do it. You know, like I kind of had one of those days yesterday where I finally just had to say, you know what, I just have to call it. I have to call it and I will start again tomorrow. But then I committed to getting up early tomorrow and getting after it and getting things done. And when I'm able to just very quickly make that turn 
turn around and get back on the horse again and not get to that place of letting things go because then it feels like everything's out of control. Oh my gosh, there's so many dishes and there's stuff everywhere and there's laundry and I'm tired and all this work that I need to do and oh, I've been procrastinating. Like then everything feels heightened. But when I can push myself to do those things that I can control, it kind of like turns that volume switch down on how hard life is. And it is hard to do when you're already feeling down. Like I am the first one to say I get how difficult it is, how overwhelming and hard it is to push yourself to do the workout, to push yourself to get the cleaning done, to push yourself to do the work things that you need to get done. But inevitably, every time I do that, I feel better about myself because then I'm not adding to that narrative of failure, of, oh, look, you didn't do the thing again. You failed again. When I can walk away from the day and say, look, no, I did get a lot done, or maybe I didn't get everything I wanted to get done, but I did get these things done, and trying to focus on that instead of the failure side of the spectrum is a really helpful thing that I honestly have to practice over and over and over again, but it is making a difference for me. But let's take a quick break right now to hear from one of our sponsors, and that is Honey Love. Now, ladies, we all know there is nothing worse than suffering with an uncomfortable bra. I mean, I have certainly been there, but thankfully, Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game. You can upgrade from traditional bras that use uncomfortable underwires and bulky fabrics that trap heat to one of Honey Love's bras that features supportive bonding that eliminates the need for an underwire without sacrificing the lift. Plus, they're made with fabrics that are so buttery soft. It feels like a second skin. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. It's so next level comfortable. You'll forget you're even wearing it. I have loved my Honey Love bra. It is so hard to find a good bra that doesn't have an underwire, which has been a thing for me. I have not wanted an underwire because of all the health issues and whatever. Like, I just want something that I don't want to whip off at the end of the day because it is so uncomfortable and binding and not good for me. But Honey Love has designed their best-selling crossover bra so that it's so comfortable, it's sure to be your new go-to. Plus, they have a little mesh detailing that adds a little touch of sexiness to the bra so you feel cute in it too. And they're designed with that smoothing fabric that helps to prevent that bra bulge that can happen. And then they've even got a really nice relaxed lounging bra. If you're into that, I recommend their V bra. It offers the support of a traditional bra without the uncomfortable under wire and it's designed to lift and separate with molded cups. It's not like a shelf bra that creates that uniboob effect, which is just so frustrating. There should be two. But Honey Love is also so much more than bras. They have incredibly comfortable shapewear, tanks, and leggings for everyday support. So everything that you are looking for to help you to feel good about yourself and the way you're showing up in your clothes, Honey Love has got you covered. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash livewell. Use my exclusive link to get 20% off at honeylove.com slash livewell. And after you purchase, they actually ask you where you heard about them. So please support my show and tell them that I sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good. Thanks to Honey Love. But seriously, ladies, put in that that little extra effort to paint your nails or get your lashes done. If you're local, I could be the one to do it for you. Or, you know, throw on that bracelet or those earrings. 
I think that when you do that, when you, you are making sure to take care of yourself and wear makeup that you feel like is flattering, if that is your, like if you like to wear makeup, you know, investing in those little pieces, getting good skincare and hair care and, and really utilizing those things, making it a, a whole routine. You know, Katie and I have been talking about that a lot lately of really taking that time in the evenings to take care of ourselves and do our routines and feel nourished and supported. It really does make a big difference to how we're feeling about our lives, how well we sleep at night, if we've done those things to take care of ourselves. You know, when I'm using my magnesium bath flakes in my bath that I'm trying to take at night when I'm winding down and I know I'm doing something good for my body and my brain, it helps me to kind of like switch into that mode of needing to sleep and really get good rest and making sure I'm getting enough rest. That has been another really big thing for me using the app on my phone just the clock app and the sleep app or something you know just whatever is built into your iPhone I put like what my sleep goals are and it will tell me when I am changing my alarm clock and I am moving it later or earlier like how much sleep I'm actually going to get based on when I think I'm going to go to bed that is a really good reality check to be like oh If I stay up any later and I get up when I say I'm going to get up, I'm going to get four hours of sleep or whatever. Like, that's not a good plan. We have to be well rested. We cannot bounce back at these ages the way that we could when we were younger. And that sleep debt is a real thing. And I would say for probably about the last three or four months, I've been really paying attention to that and making sure that I am getting enough hours at night. And it does make me more clear-headed in the morning. It makes it easier for me to get up in the morning. I have always been a night owl. But taking that step to be moving my bedtime up earlier and earlier slowly has made a big difference for me. And I am ready by, you know, 930 at night to be winding down and going to sleep. And that was something I never thought I'd be able to say. I always thought I'd be like an 11, 12 o'clock girl. Not anymore. Not when I'm trying to get up at the time that I'm trying to get up. And it really has made a big difference of making sure that I'm getting enough rest. So even that piece, if I could say anything, like, you know, you've heard me talk before. I have my gravity blanket and my, you know, sleep mask and my meditation and I have all the things. I'll reference other episodes. I'll try to find them where I talk about this. Sleep is a whole thing for me, but just making sure you're you're getting enough hours, I think is really essential. Another thing that has been really practically helpful for me is planning my days. I know, I know. Okay, you're going to be like, we hear about this all the time, Mackenzie. Yeah, whatever. But I'm telling you what, if I don't figure out the general flow for my following day, at least the night before, and generally that is the time to do it because so many things can change during the day that can impact what your next day can look like. I've had success in the past of like planning out my whole week pretty well. Right now, I am in a day-to-day needing to do the planning kind of routine. It's just the way things are going right now. But when I take that time, that five minutes in the evening to just map out what my next day is going to be. A lot of times I do use a planner that has like the, the times on it, you know, throughout the day. It starts at like 5 a.m. and goes till whatever. And it may not necessarily stick completely to that schedule, but it does kind of 
give me that extra motivation and that extra accountability to be like, no, you need to keep moving through your day. Keep on going. You have time frames that you're trying to meet. It helps me to not get lost in the decision fatigue of, I don't know what to do next. Because if I don't have that general flow that I am trying to work through, I inevitably get lost there. And I don't get half as much done in my day that I want to get done. And I also end up getting more frustrated with myself. So it is worth that five minutes that I take the evening before to be like, okay. And I I work through it all, not just like what I'm going to get done work-wise. I'll be like, okay, you need to get up at this time tomorrow. When you wake up, this is what you're going to do. You're going to get out of bed. You're going to do your co-pilot workout. Then you're going to get ready. And then you're going to go get into the studio and try to get in this much time of working on your voiceover stuff. And then you're going to get up the girls and help them to get ready. It's helping me to even be more present with them in the morning and be more deliberate about how I'm using that morning time to be present with them and not necessarily getting myself ready at the same time that they are getting ready, which sometimes that still happens. But it's definitely helpful if I am able to be more of a like all hands on deck when they're trying to get through their morning and I can be like, how can I help you right now? Because that's the time they inevitably are getting frazzled and I don't have my whatever and what is my hair going to look like and what am I eating for breakfast? And when I can stay really calm because I'm not trying to get myself ready at the same time and calmly ask them when they are frazzled, how can I help you right now? What can I do to help you? Would it be most helpful if I could help you with your lunch Or do you have your socks or, you know, those kinds of simple things when I can come to the table with that instead of like, I'm still trying to get ready to, you know, get yourself together. It just helps our morning to go so much more smoothly. They are able to go from that frazzled state back to like normal humans much easier when I can stay calm and be there for them and support them in that way. And so that is something that I find makes a really big difference and allows me to do that if I am mapping out my day. And so I, I kind of, you know, do it for the whole day basically until I'm getting my girls from school. But sometimes if we've got a busy evening, then I will map that out as well. Oh, maybe I'm going to get this done while Emerson's at ballet or whatever. Just getting it all on the page so I'm not trying to hold it in my head, one, because that's exhausting, and two, remember what I need to do and make the decision about what needs to come next. It allows me to just be in the moment and move from thing to thing. I waste so much time when I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. But when I've already made those decisions and I just have to follow the plan, I just have to go on the map where the map tells me to go, then I get so much more done and ultimately I feel much better about the day and I feel less down because I've gotten more checked off from my list. And so that has been, you know, a simple thing, but a really big game changer for me, I would say. Just a couple more things here that I feel like have been helpful to me. One of them is kind of silly, but finding things that I feel like I can be successful at, even if they're not like big, meaningful things. But I listened to a whole bunch of audiobooks recently. I was trying to listen to things to get up on shows that are going to be coming out soon. So I wanted to finish Killers of the Flower Moon and All the Light We Cannot See and a couple of other audiobooks that I had been lingering on for a while. 
And I know that sounds silly and this doesn't have to be what it is for you, but it's something that I feel success at because once I finish a book, then I get to check it off in my Goodreads app and I get to see how far I've come on my reading goal for the year and I get real satisfaction out of that. I'm only competing with myself, but it makes me feel like I've really accomplished something. I know that's silly, but it's true and it works for me. And so whatever you need to do for you to feel like you are having some success, do it. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it is something, you know, creative. Maybe it is reading. Maybe it is making a special dinner or, you know, whatever it is for you, doing something that you feel successful at, especially when a lot of things are happening in your life that feel really hard or you're feeling like you're not being successful at, doing something that simple can make a really big difference for your mental state. And so reading has been that thing for me lately. And I've accomplished a lot of books and I've listened to them on double speed. And I still feel like, wow, look at me go. I've listened to so much. So whatever that is for you, figure it out. Find some small way that you can feel success in your life. And then I think probably the last thing that I want to mention is don't isolate yourself. This is hard for me to do because I work from home and I oftentimes am very isolated. But even when I do things like show up on stories or do a live with my patrons, it helps me to interact with real people and not get so in my head or so down about things. If I'm going to like even just take myself to a coffee shop to do some work or go meet a friend for a walk or anything like that, it helps me to be less likely to end up in my bed with my covers over my head. I was told recently that I probably have like walking depression, like walking pneumonia, because I still keep going, but like things are coming apart at the seams. So I have those moments where I end up in the bed but I'm much less likely to do that if I can surround myself with more people. And so I think any way that we cannot isolate ourselves, you know, I've spent a lot more time with family lately, or if my girls are going to go spend the night at my parents' house on the weekend, I'll go over with them and we'll all watch a movie together or have dinner together or whatever it is. I'm trying to be more on top of not just being alone with myself and my own thoughts all the time. And being more diligent to reach out to people when I am in that place of like, oh, I'm panicking or, oh, I'm having a really hard time with this. Getting over myself and reaching out to people and being like, I do really need this right now. I need to talk to somebody. I need to bounce these ideas off of someone. I need to share with someone how I'm feeling and where my brain is going and help that to write itself by talking with someone else. So I think trying to not isolate ourselves is is a really big thing that we can do to get a leg up on those feelings that can become just really dark and overwhelming pretty easily. So I don't know if this episode has been helpful to you. Hopefully it has been. These are the things that have just been working for me. Oh, one more thing. I totally forgot. I want to add this one in as well, is I have, along with that reading thing, I should have said this a second ago, is I have been trying to deliberately read certain books that are going to encourage my mindset. And one that has been very helpful to me right now has been Hannah Brencher's Fighting Forward. And it is all about showing up and not letting our hard times tank us and 
making sure that we just keep going and we press through and just committing to reading a chapter of that book a day. Not being like, I'm going to race through this one like I do with my audiobooks or things I'm reading on my Kindle. Like actually having the physical copy that I am highlighting and I am slowly working my way through and really allowing that to be like a devotional and pairing that with prayer and helping myself to kind of recenter myself, especially if my, my thoughts start to kind of go off the rails. I've been trying to stop myself and be like, read a chapter of that book. Focus on that. Focus on some truth. Pray and then move forward. So that's another big thing that's been helping me to kind of stop everything in its tracks before it gets too crazy and riding the ship again. Okay, so that is the the last thing that I want to talk about, I think. But I so appreciate you guys listening. I hope that you found this to be helpful or beneficial. Like I said at the beginning, if you have someone who you think that this would help, I would love if you sent this episode to them. That would mean so much to me and hopefully be helpful to them as well. Also, I want to give a little bit of plug here because one thing that has been a big encouragement to me lately, and I know this might sound cheesy and dumb, but it has been monate. So, you know, Katie and I started this business together. We are both having more success than I think we expected to have. And more than anything, we are just loving the products. Oh my word. My hair has like gone through a transformation that I didn't even expect because I felt like my hair was doing pretty well before I used Monate, but it is like gone through something. It has worked through things and it feels so healthy. My scalp feels so healthy. I am loving the skincare and everyone who has been coming on and becoming VIPs and trying the products has been responding, feeling that same way about these products. Like, why didn't we try this years ago? And so it has been so encouraging to me to one, be doing this with Katie. We have an amazing upline, Tammy, who has been so encouraging and there for me in a much bigger way than even just shampoo and skincare and makeup, which has been really surprising and also really wonderful to have someone who's like praying for me and like you can do this you can keep going she's been another great person to be keeping me accountable and helping me to keep showing up when things have felt so hard and to know that there is hope in the future and there are places that I can get to and it's not always going to be this way and so I can't say enough good things about what my monate experience has been so far but also what the products are doing for me. I absolutely love them. And if you are at all interested, especially coming into this time of year when we oftentimes are buying things, honestly, my girls are asking for a lot of Monate products for Christmas. They're like, I want the skincare, I want the lipstick, I want the blush, and I'm here for it. I love that they want it. But if that is something that at all interests you, I would love to talk with you. I would love to talk with you about these products. I've got questionnaires where we can completely work through and figure out what is the best skincare for you, what are the best hair care products for you. It's completely customized to what you want and need. And then if you are at all interested in this opportunity to be on this team that is encouraging, that is honestly helping me to pay my rent, like I'm not sure what I would be doing without Monade at this point, It is making such a huge difference for my family. It's making a huge difference for Katie's family financially as well. 
And if that is something that you are in need of right now, I want to serve you. I want to help you to feel the same relief that I am feeling by partnering with this company. So get a hold of me. Message me on Instagram. Let's talk about it. I want you to have the same relief and hope that I am feeling. So don't hesitate. Get a hold of me at Mackenzie Kappa on Instagram. Let's chat. I would love to talk with you. All right. That is all for this episode. As always, you can find today's show notes by swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the show on or going to MackenzieCoppa.com and clicking on podcast. I know this was a longer episode. We've really fit in a lot here. I didn't think I was going to have this much to say, but apparently I did. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me when you guys listen to these episodes week after week. And I love hearing your feedback and what things that you want to hear about. So don't be shy. Be sure to get a hold of me and until next week, go be bold and gracious.